Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast. I have the very patient Veronica Parks, patient because I was a bit late for this call, but she stayed. Uh, she's a wellness coach, and we're going to talk about the European diet or the Eastern European diet versus the U.S. diet, which uh, I personally experienced. I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, going over to Europe. Being in America, you eat the foods there, and they don't seem to affect you nearly as much as here. So hopefully she can unravel some of those mysteries. So, Veronica, thanks for coming. Absolutely. It's quite a pleasure, and it's it's my honor. It's interesting that you said Romania and here, because I've been in the U.S. for 14 years. And when I first came to America, the hardest thing for me was to adapt to was the food. And you got to understand, I didn't even speak English. I never took an English class. I'm still learning to this day. And that was not the most no. difficult thing was the food. <laughs> My wife is from South Africa and they immigrated to the U.S. like 20 years ago. And she was like, oh, my God, everything is ultra convenient. You can get whatever you want, whatever you want. And the portions are like enormous. So she had that like, you know, shock moment when she came here, too. I know. At first it's exciting. And then when you realize what it does to your body, then you start questioning things. At least that's the journey that I went on because growing up. I grew up in a small little village. So I grew up on a farm, which means everything that went into my body was homegrown, starting from wow. vegetables, fruit. We grew our chickens, our pig, everything. Everything was homemade. And every meal I, ma- I ate was made from scratch by my mom. Now, I didn't, realize, yeah, right? I didn't realize how lucky I was until I came to America. Because as a kid, I would always look at this food items from the store that were packaged like sweets and so forth and I would beg my mom to buy them for me and she's like I don't know what's in it I'm not buying it and as a kid I couldn't understand that I actually I was resenting my mom for it because I'm like well how come all the kids can have all the candy and all the desserts from the store and you're not buying it for me like you probably just don't want to spend money well years later I got to thank her for it because she had a point you don't know what's in it therefore I don't trust it to put it in my body do you feel like you've had a good base of health support? Like, do you feel like you have a health foundation that where you'll, you're less likely to suffer the effects of an American diet? Or do you think that the food here is so bad that it'll overwhelm anything? Yes and no. Having a great foundation, being able to cook my own meal since I was 10, knowing what the true taste of vegetables is, and, and being having access to all the homegrown food, I had a certain knowledge about food, meaning every plate, 80% of it was vegetables. Even though we ate meat, which I don't these days, but we used to eat meat. It was a small portion, maybe 10% of your plate was meat. Everything else was vegetables. So I had that imprinted in my DNA versus, and, and I'm very lucky for that because most kids growing up in America, being exposed to Western diet if they're exposed to that processed foods, especially stuff that you see in schools right now, like, you know, having chicken nuggets and pizza, that is not even real food. I call it UFOs. 
So growing up in and having access to all that processed foods, now every time there is a hit from the life, there is that emotional charge, you want something that reminds you of your childhood, that makes you feel like home. So for me, what makes me feel like home, it's a healthy meal. For somebody else that was exposed to all the processed foods, it's probably pizza or something like some sort of fast food. So in that area, I was very lucky. However, I still got hit by the American diet. I just want to pause you for a sec. That's really interesting what you said. Um, that needs, a, I guess, a study. You know, people, that, kids that grow up eating a certain way, that's going to be there when they revert, when they're upset or stressed mm -hmm. or, you know, when they're as adults, not even as kids, but as adults. Yes. They're going to revert back to that childhood comfort. And yeah, so parents that don't feed their kids well, they're setting them up probably for a lifetime of difficulty because they're going to revert to that bad stuff they were eating and you revert to the good stuff. Yep, absolutely. There's a solution to every problem. So there is a way out of that too. To answer you, your question from before, I still got affected by American diet. Meaning when I came here, I discovered peanut butter. And to me, it was the most delicious thing I've ever had. And I got addicted to it. So I would eat a whole jar with a spoon in two days and I started gaining weight. Within a couple of months, I gained 12 pounds and 12 pounds for my size, it was a lot. I'm 5'4", 5'4", 5'5", something like that. <laughs> so I couldn't understand why being so disciplined in every area of my life, I couldn't stop eating the food that I knew was making me gain weight. So that's when my research started. I'm like, what is in this peanut butter that makes me so addicted? Like, I know it's bad for me uh, to eat so much of it, and I just can't stop eating. And that's when I discovered the amount of toxins that are placed in many, many processed foods in America. And their sole purpose is to enhance the taste of the food. Not only that, but to make you addicted to it so you can eat more of it. How much willpower can you have to say no to something like that? Yeah, what are some examples of the additives that uh, you see are linked with addiction to food and craving? So the biggest one um, that I actually share a lot in a lot of my teachings is the natural flavors. People see natural flavors on the packaging and they think, oh, it's natural. It must be good for me. And it's horrible. It's the opposite. <laughs> it's the opposite. Yes. <laughs> you see natural run away. <laughs> what is the natural flavors? Have you, have you found out? So, so just to give a little background, like years ago, when the whole studies came out with China study with uh, MSG, that it's, it's making you addicted to food. So a lot of brands, they stop putting MSG where aspartame, all these exotoxins. However, FDA came up with a genius idea that as long as there are less than 65%, they can be disguised under natural flavoring, spices, especially natural flavoring. Wait, did you say under 65%? 65%, yes. 65%? Yes. That's like so a lot. You might That's think, oh, my food doesn't have them. Yeah, it, it's a lot. And you think, oh, I don't, I don't consume MSG or aspartame or, or all those exotoxins that make me addicted to food, but you do. If you actually read the definition of natural flavoring by FDA, its sole purpose is to enhance the flavor of the food. It has no nutritional value. I did a press release a few months ago, and I was asking, did you know that you could be eating beaver butt? 
So every time you see natural flavoring, like vanilla natural flavor, strawberry natural flavor, it's natural, but it comes from the anal glands of beaver butt. I guess they're tasty. I don't know. They are tasty. (laughs) I actually had a client who said, I don't like the real strawberries because they don't taste like strawberries. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I buy all these popsicles, like strawberry flavored popsicles, and they're amazing. But when I taste a real strawberry, it doesn't taste like strawberry. I'm like, it's the opposite. (laughs) Well, I remember uh, um, a friend of mine lives in Seattle. uh And last year I visited him and we were walking around, you know, like in the fall. And there's blackberries that grow everywhere there. And I get them from the store a lot, like Mall Foods. I get the organic ones. But these ones that were growing, like, just in the streets, we had them. They were, like, a lot smaller and, you know, all different colors, but completely different taste. Like, really unusual and amazing flavors and everything. And then when I would go back to eating blackberries in the store, like, it tastes like nothing. It's, It's amazing, the difference. Yeah, that was the hardest thing for me to adapt. For the first six months, I couldn't taste the food. I would buy the products from the store, cook the same meal, and it was nothing like what I grew up with. And eventually I got adjusted to it. And going into like supplements and and all those subjects, oftentimes people, they take a lot of supplements or powders and so forth. Their argument is like, wait, we don't get the same amount of nutrients from the soil these days that we used to get 10 years ago. And they're absolutely right. However, choosing to eat vegetables, fruit, leafy greens, nuts, it's still a better choice than eating products made by people in white coats. Well, even amongst produce, um, do you see a big difference in organic versus inorganic? And then, um, you know, vegetables from like a farm stand versus a big chain grocery store? Yes, absolutely. Um, And even organic, when you buy organic from the store, but they're brought from like, I don't know, very far away, you got to understand that the moment you take the fruit from its natural source, it starts losing nutrients. Like you take an apple from the tree, the moment you take it off, you start losing nutrients. Now, if it takes a week for the apple to get transported to your store, maybe another week for you to buy from there. Now you got two weeks of lost nutrients. Does that make sense? So, well, I heard some of the some of the stuff gets stored for like you know in refrigeration for weeks or months, so absolutely. maybe longer than two weeks. I'm I'm going on a positive side. Two weeks. <laughs> 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 I like to look at the bright side of things. So yeah, that's why there there is a group called CSA, and you can Google it. So they're they came up with this uh, bright idea to create this network of all the farmers around your city, whatever city you're in. And for me in LA, I use Farm Fresh, Farm Fresh to you, which means you get your box at your door, but there are products locally grown around you. So they're organic farms and you get the best and the highest nutrients possible. And I can tell the difference. If I eat an apple from there versus organic apple from the store, it's a day and night difference. So obviously, if you live in an area, you don't get access to those farm-grown foods. I understand that organic is a great option. But if you do any chance you get to have farm-grown food, that's your best um, choice in area. What does this CSA stand for? It's probably some collective, something agriculture. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. So if we gave people like stir-fry vegetables frozen in a bag from like bird's eye or something, it's Mm -hmm. probably the lowest level. Then, you know, go actually in the produce aisle of your, then the next level will be like, you know, get only organic produce from your store. Then the next level, go to a farmer's market or do one of these CSAs and be a member and 
yes. you know, I guess the top level is growing yourself, obviously, but yes. do you think that's like a good ladder of nutrition? Um, the only one I would probably mention would be the frozen ones. So if the vegetables are from organic place and they're frozen and you buy them from the, from the freezer, they actually have a high amount of nutrients if they come from organic place. Because, oh, okay. because you freeze them right away, therefore you freeze those nutrients. Oh, so the thawing and, process and, doesn't destroy stuff? Yeah, so, so they can, and, and oftentimes, like I get a lot of leafy greens because my, my biggest secret to everything nutrition-wise is my green smoothie. So oftentimes I get a lot of leafy greens and I don't want them to go bad. So I freeze them. And when I freeze them, I get those nutrients to last a lot longer versus keeping them in a fridge for several days or a week. So I know taste is probably, you know, everyone's best indicator, but what about studies? You know, are studies being done? Have you seen that, you know, again, studies are being done comparing frozen versus not transit time and which nutrients, you know, decrease and which produce? Like, have you seen any of that? Um, I haven't seen studies. I'm just speaking from the nutrient point. That's why I'm saying like if the frozen ones, if they come from organic place, that's even a better option than something that has been transported maybe for weeks before it gets to your store. So I'm going gotcha. back to the basic, you know, how long did it take from the food to come from its source to your belly? The shorter that amount, the higher amount of nutrients you get. Okay. So when you're coaching, what, what does that look like? Like where where do you, are people at typically when you start to work with them and what do you tell them? I go deep. So nutrition ultimately is very easy. We made it a very, very complicated industry and it's one industry that majority people don't agree on because there are as many diets out there as many people exist so what i focus on is by individuality in my coaching in my teaching i help people find or listen to their own body and find what is great for them because what might be really good for me might be poison for another person so learning to listen to your body maybe finding out what nutrients are best for you I don't eat meat and dairy. However, maybe your body needs some meat. So then you start taking, you, you do the process of elimination. So you start taking some stuff out and then you add them one by one to find exactly what makes your body operate its fullest potential. So when people come to me, the reason I said that I go deeper is the first question I ask is how you got here and what makes you eat the way you eat. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. Because the information is out there. How to eat healthy, it's everywhere. You just do a Google search, you find all your answers. Normally, you need a coach to get to the root of that problem. And a majority of times, the root of that problem relies somewhere in a childhood. It's usually some sort of emotional trauma. Because when you feel bad, when something in your life triggers you, you need something that makes you feel pleasure. And what do you go to? It's usually alcohol or food. And you're not going to be like, oh my God, I feel so bad. I just want a pound of broccoli. You're going to go to that comfort <laughs> food. <laughs> you're laughing, right? <laughs> I, I wish we lived in that world. <laughs> like, I just want a bag of spinach. I feel so bad. It's going to make me feel good. <laughs> but you normally rely to that food that it's probably the last thing that you should put in your body in that moment. So I go deep and I try to find the root cause of the problem because once we release that, 
then the nutrition becomes extremely easy. Then we find exactly what works for you and what doesn't. Without naming names, like what are some examples of clients you worked with where they just, I don't know, their circumstance like really taught you or stuck out to you? Um, nutrition wise? Yeah, like, you know, the overall experience of coaching this person, you realize uh, something and that story sticks with you. So the reason I'm talking about the emotional stuff and they came to me years into the nutrition. So I had this client, she reached out to me because she had back surgery years ago. She went through traumatic moments in her teenage years and she did everything the doctors told her, took the right medications, did the right stuff, and her body was giving up. It came to a point, she was 37 years old. She could now walk two blocks to walk her dogs. She's like, I went for a walk and I couldn't even make it back. And I need an alternative. I've done everything the doctors told me. So when we started working, I introduced her to the eight-week course. Um, it's a complete transformation program where it talks about, you know, first eliminating certain toxins that are really bad for you. Then you go to hydration. Then you go to finding what's the right thing. So I took her through this entire program. And nutrition wise, she was doing good, but she was so excited of like changing absolutely everything. And my advice to her was instead of going on a diet and cutting everything out of your life, which is so psychologically negative and is stressful, I like to make it easy. So instead of cutting stuff out, I was educating her on how to add more things that are nutritious. So you eat whatever you're eating. Now add one green smoothie in the morning because that's going to create okay. a bowl effect. So within seven days of just drinking that green smoothie, all of a sudden her taste buds start changing. And I remember she said, <laughs> she called me and she's like, you were evil genius. And I'm like, why so? She's like, you told me that this green smoothie is going to change everything. And I just didn't believe it because I was having a bad day and I went to get my favorite pizza that I grew up with. And I'm like, okay, it's okay. You made an exception. That's fine. She's like, no, you don't understand. It tasted like rubber. I'm like, okay. And what is the problem? <laughs> She's like, I don't understand. I used to love this pizza. It has been my comfort food my entire life. And now it tastes so bad to me. And I'm like, that's exactly what it happens. Instead of taking something out of your life, you start adding nutrients. Your body knows what it needs. And now when you get like this high amount of nutrients in one cup of green smoothie, your body starts craving more stuff. It starts cleansing a lot of toxins that you accumulated probably for years. Your energy improves. Now you have more energy to actually work out and move. Your mood improves. Now you feel lighter. You're starting, you know, to think about ideas, creative things, maybe expand your business. So all of that starts happening within a few days. And that's just the green smoothie. We went through the coaching. Um, she coached with me for one month and it got to a point that her pain came back. And as much oh, as well, she was dealing with back pain for, for 21 years. And like I said, when life hits you in a certain way, then everything hurts. And a lot of physical pain comes as a result of a lot of emotional charge that we keep in our body. So when it came to that, then she was fighting me into like doing any sort of emotional stuff. She's like, no, I'm just interested in nutrition. Um, this is all I'm interested in. I just want to lose weight and do this, nothing else. So I said, okay. And when it came to that moment, she wanted to cancel the session because it was, she's like, I'm in too much pain. I can't, I can't do any of this. So I said, it's okay. Just put the phone next to you. Let me talk to you. Let's find out what the root cause of that is. 
And it's interesting because she had to be in so much pain to finally let go of control and allow me to do what I do best. And I spoke with her for an hour using my NLP and energy healing and other holistic methods that I use. And at the end, her pain went from a 10 to a two. She's like, I don't understand. My back pain I've suffered my entire life. How is this like gone? I don't understand. And at the end of the session, she sent me this long email saying that she lost three and a half pounds in one session. I was shocked of that too. And that got me to realize how interconnected everything is. When you let go of a lot of emotional charge from the past, your your health, your nutrition level, everything else gets affected, including your finances. So that got me started into into the more emotional healing um, side of the business. Can you do uh, just one more example of a case maybe that's very different but instructive? Absolutely. Actually, one of my early on clients had Crohn's disease. And at that time, I wasn't too familiar. I I had a general idea what what that is. And I by no means claim to to have the answers to anything. What I know is that nutrition can create wonders in your body. How is that going to affect you? It's, it differs from person to person. Um, but my friend had a dream. He came to LA to pursue acting and uh, filmmaking. So he comes to me and I had no idea he had Crohn's disease. And he's like, Veronica, um, I'm not feeling well. I'm actually sick. And he told me what he has. And he was ready to give it up and go back to Texas and have a surgery and just accept the life that he was given. And at the time, I knew he was eating really bad, like he was eating all kinds of fast food and he wasn't treating his body the right way. So I just got this strong instinct and I'm like, no, like (laughs) one person, like, I'm not going to let you give up. So I said to him, give me one week. Let me guide you on what is the right thing that I think you should be eating, whatever I'm feeling, what I'm channeling that you should be eating. And if it doesn't work, then you can go back to Texas and accept the life. What do you have to lose? So he gave me a week. And the first thing I gave him was the same green smoothie. And he's like, Veronica, you don't understand. I have Crohn's disease. I cannot have leafy greens. My body's going to like, I'm going to get inflammation from it. I'm like, that's sad to think that that's pretty sad. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I Googled and a lot, there's a lot of like opinions in the same way. Like you don't eat, you know, salads or whatever. I'm like, there's a difference between eating leafy greens in a salad versus a smoothie where it's all blended and your body doesn't have to do anything beside absorb the nutrients. So, and I'm like, anybody that tells me green smoothie is not good for them, I'm going to fight them on it. <laughs> so I'm like, you give me a week. And he's like, okay. So he complained a lot. He had that green smoothie. After three days, he came to me. He's like, Veronica, you saved my life. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I had a wound in my leg because my my body was flaring up and it closed. He's like, I don't understand how some colorful vegetables could make a difference in my body. It just doesn't make any sense. And that's when I was onto something. In the world of green smoothies, do you have like particular formulas and things to avoid or to put in them? Like any advice there? Absolutely. So everything that I use in my green smoothies are holistic stuff. I don't use any powders, any add-ons, any protein. It's all holistic stuff. So the way I make it about 60 to 70% is leafy greens. And I use two types. Now, when I say leafy greens, majority of people think spinach and kale, there's a huge wide variety of leafy greens and you want to make sure you use 
different types every other day because every leafy green has alkaloids. And now if you're having the same spinach every single day, it can actually over time become toxic for you. So it's very important to uh, diversify the type of leafy greens that you have. So I'll have the leafy greens as the base. I'll have one or two pieces of fruit. As a base, I'll use the water, maybe a little juice, but mostly just water. And you want some sort of fat. So I'll use a teaspoon of fat. Now, I prefer chia seeds because they're omega-3 fatty acids. So it cancels a lot of other acidic foods that we eat throughout the day. Um, flax seeds, coconut oil, you have brain acting oil. So there are a lot of great healthy fats that are optional out there. The reason you want some fat is because you need the fat for your body to absorb the leafy greens. Otherwise, it's just going to flash out. And then if I want to go to the next level, I can add some mushroom powders. And when I say powders, there's just one ingredient it would be like reishi mushrooms or chaga or um, I'll add ashwagandha or go to cola. I have a lot of different herbs. They're absolutely amazing for your body. So when I make that green smoothie, you can drink the whole thing at once. I usually separate throughout the day. I'll drink some in the morning, maybe some in the afternoon when I need some energy. But the beauty of it, it helps you clean your colon. So the main difference that my clients notice right away is that they start going to the bathroom more. Normally, it should be one meal in, one meal out. And if you're not experiencing that, then there is uh, you having problems with digestion. I think one of the biggest problems actually in America is constipation. So leafy greens, having that extra fiber helps you release a lot of that stuff from your body that you don't have to keep it around. And I'll be more than happy to share the complimentary recipes with you. And, and you can share the link with, uh, with your audience as well. That's cool. Well, also too, you wouldn't be like, oh man, this thing tastes the same every day. So by changing the ingredients, all the reasons you gave make sense and it's better. And then also there's probably some taste variation too. Like you may like more beets one day or, you know, I don't know, more kale another day or celery. So you can really like customize it around how you feel probably too. Absolutely. One thing that remains always the same is one, one spoon of fat. And then I add half a lemon with the peel. Lemon being one of the most alkaline foods out there and the peel, actually, it's a really, really amazing source of fiber. So I literally say alkaline, alkaline or acidic? Yes. No, alkaline. I know it tastes yeah, up. Yeah. So you think it's acidic is actually alkaline. I squeeze lemon on everything. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because growing well, up, I my mean, dad used to eat the lemon like, a, like an apple and I couldn't understand until I realized what it was. Well, I know stuff that's too alkaline can burn you just like, you know, something that's too acidic can burn you just in a different way. Um, like, you know, like lie, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Well, that's why you, you don't, you know, don't eat like my dad, but you know, you've put it in the smoothie. It actually helps out because a lot of leafy greens have uh, that bitter taste. So when you add lemon, it cancels out that taste too. So it makes it actually easier to drink. Oh, okay. Interesting. Hmm. Very, very interesting. That's uh, one okay. of my secrets when I go out and I eat at restaurants, because when I eat home, I know what's in my food. When I go to the restaurants, Obviously, I'm not in control of that, but as long as I squish some lemon on it, I now I canceled some of the acidity out. So it's one of my. So you go around with like le lemons in a purse or something. <laughs> like if I have salary, any if meal somebody, have, if, if somebody stole your purse, would they find lemons in it? 
No, I just asked the waiter for it. I always ask for extra extra lemon on the side, no matter what I have. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. No, I, I don't um, have lemons in my purse. Maybe in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, you never know. <laughs> Oh. That's a and, good and, idea. Yeah, <laughs> like to, in a little baggie or something like that. <laughs> just to be safe. If, a, a lemon and an avocado. I'll be good. I can survive anywhere. <laughs> yeah, so if someone steals your purse, they'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting like $100 bills and all I got is lemon and avocado. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that would be good. So there, are there any uh, clients that you just... You know, they, they did do everything you said, but for some reason they just couldn't be helped. Or was it the case that the only people you can't help are the people that are not willing to like try things? The latter. Yes. You can never help somebody that is not ready to be helped. No, I, every client has had major transformation in a very, very short amount of time. Usually I give people 30 days, one month, give me one month. I'll change your life. Any differences between men and women or their starting point? You know, no, certain conditions uh, are much harder to manage. Like what's been your observation? The only difference is your willingness to change. Because if you are fighting and you're finding excuses for everything in your life, then you're not ready to change. It goes back to the same mindset. Are you the cause or the effect? Are you in victim mode or you take responsibility? The moment you step into responsibility, the more you say, you know what, I was who I was before. I had a certain life before. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to make something, a, a, a different shift. When you step into that world of responsibility, of taking charge of your life, of driving your own boss, success is the only way. So in addition to the green smoothie, what are some of the other big tools that you use to help people? I teach them on how to listen to their body because your body always communicates with you. So let's say you have a headache. The first thing most people do is take an aspirin or, or an Advil, but your body is still, that's, you've got to be thankful when you have body aches because your body is telling you, Hey, I need something. So maybe instead of popping that Advil, maybe you can start drinking some water. Majority of people, 99% of the time are dehydrated and hydration is a huge thing. And the quality of the water that you're drinking, it makes a huge difference. The best healing tools in the world are free. Well, no, water, I guess they charge for water, but you can install your own like filter home. Yes. Yeah, what do you mean? What's a good source of water versus a bad source? Anytime I stay away from plastic bottles because the moment you don't know how they got transported to that store, the moment that plastic bottle got exposed to the sun, now it could become carcinogenic. So I avoid drinking from plastic bottles. I personally have installed a reverse osmosis at my place. And I use that water. And if I want to make it alkaline, I just add a, a slice of lemon or some celery. And there you go. I have my own alkaline water and it's very cost efficient. Do not drink tap water because now you have the bromide and the chlorine, the fluoride, all of those chemicals. You do not want them in your body. And what is it? 74% of your body is water. So water is probably the most important tool when it comes to your health. But oftentimes you go to a restaurant and they're like, oh, do you want some water? And they just bring you tap water and you're drinking that. Water is more important than the food that you're eating. So my reverse osmosis, it probably cost me like less than $500 with the actual product and installation. And now I have water for forever. I just have to change the filter every two years. So there is a cost efficient way of staying healthy. The next one, it's like what type of food you're craving. 
when when there's no emotional charge, when there's none of that stuff, but you're just craving certain foods. Let's say you're craving salty foods all the time. You want the bag of chips. You want this stuff. That means your body's telling you, hey, I'm low on minerals. So maybe go get some seaweed, some sort of like you, you get the stuff from the ocean. They're the highest in minerals, some kelp, some dulce. So your body's always communicating with you. And that's part of my teaching is how to learn to biohack your body, the tools that you can use for the rest of your life, not a diet that you do for 30 days and then you go back to square one. So there is a lot of mindset in what I'm teaching. How can you heal your body the natural way? How can you do the right thing so you can prevent ever getting to the hospital? How can you be proactive versus reactive? No, that's excellent. So working with you, what does it look like? Is it like a weekly Zoom session or... You know, yes. what are some of the programs and plans you have? So the eight-week program, it's actually evergreen, is already done. So anybody can use it anytime. Private coaching, I do Zoom sessions. I also do group coaching. I work with businesses. So it just depends. There is there is an umbrella, the cover that there's customized for, for every person. But I have an eight-week healthy hacks course that takes you through the whole mindset on how to eliminate toxins, how to feed your body the right way how to treat yourself with natural remedies from, you know, let's say cold symptoms where anything that feels bad in your body in the moment, instead of popping a pill and having being affected of those side effects, now you can use natural remedies. And those are a lot of things that I grew up with learning from my mom. She had a potion for everything. Like, oh, my stomach a little hurts. Like the food doesn't settle right with me. And she's like, okay, we're well, here's a teaspoon of baking soda with a cup of water. Just drink that in a few minutes. I'm fine. That's cool. Yeah. What advice do you have for people during this? Uh, you know, our dear leaders are telling us all these things that in my mind seem to be very unhealthy, you know, during this pandemic. Um, what you want to call it. Uh, what I'm sure you're being asked, you know, what kind of advice can you give now where people are like stressed out? And they're being told to like, you know, not go out and do all these things that are against health, in my opinion. What do you think? Absolutely. Um, I have a mantra and I hope that resonates with your audience is listen to everyone, believe no one and choose what empowers you. So if watching news every day adds extra stress in your life, then maybe take a break for a week or for a month and see how that increases your mood and how that increases your health. Trying to eliminate as many stressors from your life, that is the best way. If your body always tells you, if you're not feeling well, that means you're feeding your body or your mind with something that doesn't serve you. And I love that you said that because a lot of what you're seeing on TV, first of all, a lot of it is exaggerated to a point that puts so much fear in people's uh, minds. And what happens when you're stressed, when you're in fear? your immunity level goes down. Now you're actually more prone to getting sick. So that alone should make you question, is this really beneficial for me? Can I focus on my family, on my loved ones, on myself and live without those news for a month? Would I really miss so much? You'll always have people around telling you what's going on, but feeding your mind with that information constantly, that stress, now you're stressed, you're going to want that processed foods. You're going to want that sugar. It creates the ripple effect. So my advice to you is if you can spend as much time in nature as possible, nature heals. You get the negative ions. Even 10 minutes in nature can give you that amazing feeling. Nature heals. It's the freest 
<laughs> most cost-efficient, actually, healing benefit that you get. Go hug a tree. I always feel good just standing in the sun for 10 minutes or, you know, there's a trail near our house going on the trail. Like, yeah, it's hard to describe, but just feel better and calmer. And, you know, with my kids, when I get them out away from the damn screens, they act better. Um, they're happier, uh, even though they fight me at first, but they're always happier. And better. <laughs> of course, they're teenagers. They want their iPads and the TV. It's addicting. Okay. All this social media, all this bombarding. It's like, it's an addiction. We have a lot of addictions. Food is only one of them. But I love that you said sun, like you need that dose of vitamin D. You need a certain amount of sun every single day. And when you're stuck to your computer, all you're in absorbing is the junk light, the LED light. Now that puts you in that fight and flight mode. One thing I do when I'm at the computer for long hours, I bought this, it's called grounding mat. You plug it in and it emits this like negative ions. It's almost a similar feeling as if you were walking barefoot in nature. So it connects you to, you to earth. So that's a little hack that you can use if you're in front of the computer uh, for many hours. Another one is if you can't replace as many light bulbs in your house to red light bulbs instead of LED white ones, because when you're absorbing all this light, this junk light, that puts you in the go mode, like fight or flight. When there is a red light bulb, your mind thinks it's nighttime, relaxation, peace, tranquility, especially in your bedroom. So oftentimes people are like on their computer, on their phones, all this junk light, and they expect to hit the pillow and fall asleep right away. And it doesn't happen because your brain has been going like a hundred speed. Now you're expecting it to go to a zero in a few minutes. No, it's probably going to need an hour or so. So if you can replace a lot of your light bulbs to red light bulbs, or even purchase a pair of glasses that has red lenses or yellow lenses, so you can protect yourself from the junk light. Um, even on my computer, I'm not wearing it right now, but I have glasses that have yellow lens that block that blue area light. Yeah, there's a program called F.Lux. I've used on, you know, on phones, they have like comfort mode or night mode. And on laptops, they have F.Lux. There's ways to at least, you know, fix some of your screens so they're not shining blue light on you. Of course. And, and any chance you get to go outside, don't underestimate the power of nature. If you can walk barefoot, I mean, if you're somewhere where it's cold... I'm blessed being in California. It's always nice and warm. So for 10 minutes, I take my shoes off and I just walk on the grass. It's so soothing. It doesn't matter what projects I have going on with stress uh, mode I'm in. 10 minutes, that's all it takes. I come out and I know exactly what to do. I am beyond balanced and ready to take on the next project. 10 minutes. Well, you deserve that. <laughs> yeah. Well, very good. Ronica, I guess we're at the end of our time. What, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? You know, they're hearing your advice on the call, but if they want to do coaching with you, how do they find you? You can go to my website, which is vpexclusive.com. Or just find me on any social media. It's all Parks Veronica, P-A-R-K-S Veronica on all the social media. Just DM me and um, we'll go from there. If your middle name began with an I, you'd be a VIP. I know. I'm like, I should, I should put like intelligent or inspiring. There you go. I don't have a million. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if I inspired you today, then it's VIP. How about that? <laughs> Excellent. Hey, Veronica, thanks for coming. It's been a great call. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. 
You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.